Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Soft Korea 8688 from the Am I the Asshole subreddit and says, Am I the Asshole for saying my in-laws treat me like a living maid and wanting to move out? I, female 26, and husband, male 27, live with his parents. His father had some health issues and needed some care and we agreed to move in and help out. Father-in-law is generally doing better now, but there's still a few things he can't do that my husband does now instead. We've discussed moving out. I want to, but my in-laws are very resistant to the idea, stating that there's plenty of room here and they don't know what they'd do without us, etc. While we don't pay his parents to live here, their decision, we pay for groceries for everyone and several household bills, electricity, internet, TV packages, etc. The house is mortgage-free. I also do all the household cleaning and cooking. I arrange and take all their pets to their veterinary appointments too. I do work from home, so this is easier for me and as I'm able to be flexible. We also pay half of any house modifications and upgrades as it'd be your house one day. Recently, I've begun to feel resentful of the fact that once they are all done with work, they can come home and relax, whereas I finish work and have to cook and clean and have no help. On the weekends, I spend half of the day cleaning the house while they do what they want. This all came to a head last week. I was really unwell. I felt the worst I've ever felt and wanted nothing more than to sleep. However, once it got around to dinner time, I was awoken by my mother-in-law to ask when I was getting up to make dinner. I didn't want to cause an argument, so I just got up and made dinner for them. But as I was in the kitchen struggling not to pass out, the three of them sat watching a movie, waiting for me to bring in their food. I didn't say anything at first. I waited until my husband and I were alone to bring up my concerns with a lack of help. My husband apologized and offered to help more, which I accepted. But the next day was an exact repeat. I had to drag myself out of bed to cook and once I bring in their food, my mother-in-law says, Oh, you look truly awful. Poor you. Oh, by the way, later, would you mind giving everywhere an extra clean? I don't want to get whatever you have at which point I accused them of treating me like a living maid and not caring about me outside of the services I provide for them. I pointed out that I wouldn't be in the communal areas if I hadn't been dragged out to cook and they could have handled one meal themselves. My husband sat there in silence. He thinks I should have brought it up more carefully at a time when I wasn't so emotional. I agree that I probably should have, but I was sick and stressed. I want to move out, but husband and in-laws are still against it. Nothing has changed of what they expect from me. I got no apology, just silent treatment from mother-in-law for a couple of days. So, am I the arsehole? Opie adds some extra information and says thank you for all the comments. This is my first post, so I'm not sure if this is the best way to address some of the questions, but here we go. 
It didn't start off with me doing everything. Before we moved in with my in-laws, my husband and I split everything equally and that worked great. Once we moved here, I picked up a bunch of the household chores because I work from home and I'm here. It just made sense. Slowly over time, there's just been things added here and there and that has snowballed into the current situation. I have stood up for myself a few times, but it's an incredibly difficult situation. I'm very aware this is not my house. They are not my parents and the things I would say to my own parents are not the same I feel I could say to his. I moved across the country before we got married. None of my friends are here. Most of my closest friends are my husband's friends, wives, etc. I didn't have any family nearby. I've always felt as if I pushed too hard, it would be everyone against me. And I didn't realize before now how toxic of an environment that is. The inheritance of the house isn't something I want or need. This was never supposed to be a long-term thing and I guess I've just felt pressured to contribute to certain things involving the house because we do live here and my husband will get the house one day. He's an only child. Overall, it's all been very eye-opening to realize maybe I'm not being as silly as I'm often made to think. All the little things spiral into one big mess and my husband should be sticking up for me, not contributing to the problem. I've tried talking to him about things several times and he'll be helpful for a couple of days before resorting back to mummy's little prince. I know I've been needing to get out for a while. I think this is just the push I needed to make such a massive life decision. Thanks, Reddit. And someone asked Sophie, they said, what exactly is it that your husband does that your father-in-law can't do? Opie says, at this point, I'd say he's recovered enough that he should be able to do most things. But it's mostly walking his dogs, anything involving any sort of lifting. Nothing that couldn't be done by outside sources if we were to leave. Now, you've already acknowledged in your post that you've got a husband problem. You know, he's not backing you up. He sat there in silence when these people got you up while you was ill to make them dinner. He sat there while she said, oh, can you give the place an extra clean? Because she doesn't want your germs all over the place. I'll be out of that place ASAP and you're clearly being taken major advantage of here that none of this is right anyway but the fact that they're not even thankful in the slightest bit about any of this the amount you're doing you're paying as well paying for all the groceries in electric internet tv packages all this sort of stuff and they're not even thankful for it not that that would make it okay but this is definitely a situation say, look, I'm definitely getting out of here because, you know, this isn't the way that I would want to be living. And the fact that you've got no support around you as well and you're worried to talk to other people about it because you think that they might gang up on you is a real concern in itself. But in the comments, Cake Eating Rabbit says, not the arsehole, but take a good look at your husband. He knew you were sick. You work too and he just let you suffer. Even with you telling him, he thought you would just keep serving him. Even if you weren't sick, this arrangement is highly unfair to you. Your husband saves money and doesn't need to lift a finger and your in-laws save money and don't have to lift a finger. Children living with their parents have chores. These adults are so lazy. I'm angry right now. You deserve so much better. Lizbe says, not the arsehole. Also get out now, with or without your husband. Nothing will change because everyone except you is fine with the situation. No, your husband doesn't care because if he did, he would have done something about it. Pack your bags and leave. Roxy Walker says, so you got married and instead of starting a family of your own, you get to take care of your husband's parents. The exploitation here is outrageous. Sounds almost like you've been set up by all of them because you have to seriously doubt your husband would have stepped up to do everything that's being done if you weren't part of the equation by choice. 
all of which only benefits his parents. Agreeing to move in was your first mistake, but since that's already done and over with, staying in this situation will be your second mistake and will have far broader consequences for everything pertaining to your marriage. You need to get your own family started. Staying in the situation you are in will surely end your marriage because eventually you'll be tired of being the hired help and not a wife with a home. Privacy and money saved up, not the arsehole. G1 Gestalt says, I think you obviously know you're not the arsehole. The question is, what do you do about it? Half the problem, at least half, is actually your husband. If I were you, which I realize I'm not, I'd basically tell him that unless the slave treatment of you stops, you'll move out on your own. After all, what makes you think that this is going to stop after your in-laws are gone, in another decade or so? In your in-laws' eyes, they have a feeling that there's no way that you're going to come out the good guy. You're putting your foot down in their house and they already seem like completely entitled hosts. This is a make or break situation. Either your husband switches to team you or you get your own place and go into couples counseling, which may be a good idea anyway. And on the back of that as well, you know, they keep tempting you with the house. This house might be yours one day kind of thing. Whether that's to try and keep you in this situation or not. How long is someday anyway? You know, we I know there's health issues involved here, but it doesn't exactly say what health issues they are. We could be talking years down the road and even with maybe deteriorating health, so the care becomes even more. And likely OP will be expected to take on that as well. It just sounds like a dire situation. But OP did come in with an update, so let's find out what happened next. This update came three months later and OP says, I'm not really sure how best to go about updating, but I guess here is as good as any. Firstly, thank you to everyone that reached out. I haven't been able to get back to everyone, but I did read every message. Now for the part you all want. After making this post, I started putting my wages into my own bank account. I removed all of my savings from our joint account and transferred everything from my own safety account, just in case. This turned out to be the best decision because I found out I was pregnant roughly two weeks after this post. I've been told at 15 that due to some medical conditions, I'd never be able to get pregnant naturally, so it was a complete shock. Once I had a scan to check everything was okay, thankfully it was, we told my in-laws and this is what gave me the final shove I needed. Immediately, names were being thrown around and my mother-in-law started talking about reducing her hours to part-time slash early retirement so she could be around to raise the baby. This rubbed me completely the wrong way. I didn't want anyone else raising my baby. Colors for the nursery and themes etc. were all being discussed constantly but never with me or my opinions being taken into consideration. And within a week, I felt as though I was just an incubator. The final straw happened when myself, my husband's cousin, female 29, and mother-in-law went shopping. I'd been looking at different kind of breast pumps before being told that I would be bottle feeding so everyone could help out. I didn't want to cause a scene in the middle of the shop, so I moved on to outfits. Everything I picked up or looked at was either the wrong color or style or something. I picked out one outfit, which would be my first baby purchase. Mother-in-law snatched it out of my hands before I could pay, telling me that it was the wrong sort of outfit. It wasn't gender neutral enough and if the baby is a boy, like we're hoping, then it's far too feminine. I didn't need to be told what I could and couldn't dress my own child in, nor did I appreciate the suggestion that they would all prefer a boy, let alone being told how I'd be feeding my child. So I left. I tried talking to my husband on three separate occasions and he either made excuses or blew me off entirely. I couldn't handle it anymore. 
I packed my bags and went to stay with my sister for a week. My husband called me once and asked me to go home. Once. I made it clear I wouldn't be returning to live in that house. That I would raise the baby on my own if he didn't want to leave. But I would not allow my child to be raised in such a toxic environment. As a big surprise to no one, he stayed put. After that, I got spam with texts in the family group chat, but I left and deleted them all. I started the divorce process and hopefully, as I saved every disgusting message from either my ex or his family about both myself and my baby, they won't get any form of custody. Although since I announced the gender, they've all gone quite silent. I have now a small three-bedroom house. I'm only renting for now while I wait for the divorce to finalize, but it's plenty big enough for the two of us. My daughter will grow up surrounded by my family and plenty of cousins to play with. The house is pretty bare at the minute as I only got the keys a couple of days ago, but I have time before she gets here to make sure everything is ready. Thank you again for all your kind words. The situation didn't play out how I'd hoped, but I can't help feeling like it's for the best. And of course, this isn't an ideal situation for OP. You know, it's absolutely heartbreaking that they're having to go through divorce. I'd imagine, you know, the thought of raising a child by yourself is, is quite a scary thing. But at the same time, I think you're doing the best in a, a really difficult situation that you stood up for yourself and for your, which I'm assuming is a daughter, the way they went silent. You're leaning on people around you like your sister and your family as support systems, which, you know, is a great thing. That whole situation when you was in the shops was incredibly infuriating. This person snatching clothes out of your hand and, you know, treating you like you said, it's like an incubator. I can't imagine what would have been like if you continued to stay in that situation. You've had no say, you've had no support, and it just sounded incredibly bleak. But well done for you, OP, for standing up for yourself and, like I said, for your child as well. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Put yourself in OP shoes. How would you feel? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, our next story does come with an update as well from the Am I the A-hole subreddit from Girlfriend License Throwaway and says, Am I the asshole for not saving my girlfriend's driving license and refusing to drive her to and from work? My 28 male girlfriend, 26 female, is always late. 
always, no matter if it's five minutes up the road or catching a plane. Before we get into it, no, she isn't on the autism spectrum and she doesn't have ADHD or time blindness. She just dawdles all the time. She snoozes her alarm at least three times every morning then lays there going through her social media. Eventually, she gets up and takes a long hour shower, dresses, which takes her forever, and she usually sits wrapped in a towel on her phone, then lingers over her coffee. Nine times out of ten, she's running late for work and ends up speeding to make it on time. Naturally, she's gotten a number of speeding tickets. I've tried to help her, e.g. putting her phone, but she can't reach it from bed, so she has to get up to snooze it. But she literally just grabs it and goes back to bed. You try to get her to move her ass and she just digs her heels in and takes even longer. Her response to people calling out her lateness is better late than dead on time. Anyway, again, she was running even later than normal for work and really had to speed to make it. A week goes by and sure enough, massive speeding fine in the mail. She now has to hand in her driver's license because she's got so many demerit points. She'll be without one for six months. Instead of just dealing with it, she tells me, I need you to cop this one and say you were driving so I don't lose my license. And of course, I refused, telling her she needs to live with the consequences of her actions and maybe she should stop speeding and wake up earlier. This argument went on for a few days until she finally conceded, then proceeds to tell me, well, you'll have to drive me to and from work until I get my license back. And I tell her I won't be doing that. Her work is literally in another direction than my work is from home and doing so would add another two hours of driving per day. She says it shouldn't matter as my work has flexible hours, but I stood my ground and refused, and said she can take public transport. There's literally a bus stop two minutes walk from our house, and the bus stops maybe five minutes walk from her work, and it's quite regular. She says she hates public transport and refuses to ride it, so I said then it's Uber for her, or organize a carpool, but bottom line is not my responsibility. She called me an arsehole and has given me the silent treatment. Said a decent boyfriend would go to those lengths for her and that it's only six months. So, am I an arsehole for not saving her license and refusing to drive her to and from work for six months? Edits, we live in Brisbane, Australia for those wondering. Wow, she sounds extremely annoying, but this is just simply consequences of your own actions. And, you know, she's also putting other people in danger on the road at the same time by her being late and, and then asks you to, you know, take legal consequences for it as well. <sighs> Absolutely not the arsehole, you know, take public transport. Doesn't even sound sorry about any, any of this either. And also try manipulating you with the, you know, a decent boyfriend would, would go to those lengths for her. <laughs> That's your laundry basket says not the arsehole, but why are you even with this girl? Not only is she refusing to improve herself, but she has also attempted to drag you onto a mess that has legal consequences. She's even blaming you for refusing to take responsibility of her own problem that she seems actively avoiding to work on. Plastic says not the arsehole. She doesn't give a shit about other people's time. She doesn't give a shit about the safety of others on the road. She doesn't give a shit about your driving record if you cop the points. I could go on. She clearly doesn't care about anyone but herself, so why are you with her? Gadget Girl says, not the arsehole, good for you for standing your ground. She made the wrong choices and refused to change her problematic behavior despite many warnings because she just didn't want to make the effort or do things differently. Her choice to speed repeatedly as a solution is 100% on her. Losing your license is supposed to be a punishment for her, not you. 
Hold firm and continue to push back against the guilt and manipulation. She sounds a bit entitled and I have a feeling you are in for a fair amount of drama and whining while she adjusts. Matt says not the arsehole, you are doing what any significant other who cares deeply would do and taking a pretty hard road to do it. You are trying to address the root cause of the issue. Sounds like you are taking steps to avoid enabling her which would probably make things worse and hoping that this wake up call will have an effect. She is worried about the current consequences and probably getting increasingly frustrated with the extra obstacles being added. You are worried about future potential consequences for her that could be far, far worse. Maybe relieved it's only this. Same situation with two very different perspectives. I can empathize with a lot of what you described as her behavior. Take a look at Consolations in Philosophy by Alain de Botton. The chapter on Seneca frustration expectations helped a lot and the book as a whole was an all-around good read. Maybe it will help here too. Good luck. The OP does give us a couple of little updates the next day and says... Wow, I wasn't expecting such a response and definitely not everyone being on my side. She told me all her friends think I'm the arsehole, which is a big part of why I came here in the first place. After seeing the responses here, I messaged a few of them and the ones she actually did contact said not the arsehole. As for why I'm still with her, I'm starting to question that myself. I've not been really happy with her the last few months and this is starting to make me question the entire relationship. The day after that, Opie says, so today I asked her she look at the train and bus timetables and she hit me with, paraphrasing, oh my god, you seriously aren't going to help me. You really expect me to catch public transport, blah, blah, blah. Reflecting on this and past behavior and our attitude towards the whole thing, I'm going to break up with her. Thank you everyone for your help. And I gotta say, I couldn't see it going any other way in the end on this story. You know, there was a chance of them reconciling, but her a whole attitude towards the whole thing opie explained you know just put me on edge the whole time i just couldn't look past that and part of me was thinking how is she like earning any money with the amount of tickets she's getting i'm i mean you get fine and all sorts in the uk I'm, I'm sure that's elsewhere as well in australia and i was wondering how it's sort of like affecting them financially as a couple but i'm not sure if they was at that point in their relationship i mean they was only there together for six months i think it said so but wow, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. Truly, it's absolutely amazing. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 